Oh, man. You hear that, guys? Everybody, it's time for Mansoner. Hey, everybody, it's Mansers. Get the whole gang together. We're listening to Mansers. Oh, yeah. Because everybody loves my poop-taking voice when I go Mansers. Oh, yeah. Another episode, episode 28. Wow, we're on 28? 28. Look at us trying to do something. We, That's fantastic. We have started something, and we have a duty to these people to give them quality pod. Quality oh. pod. In fact, oh. I, have, I have something given our people. I have something for you a little bit later. First, okay. <laughs> let me rock this intro. Hello and hi to all you spooky and spirited spark plugs. Welcome to Mancers. The Toxic Podcast for a Better Tomorrow brought to you by two toxic machismos and one person we promise who actually gives a shit. And who are we individually? Allow me to introduce you. Her name has been called from heathens to heavenlies. Her song is sang by goats of the unknown underworld. And they say on a dark, foggy night, you can hear her laughing at a gentleman's penis size. She is Miss CTG. Welcome. Welcome. They say when it comes to quickies, there's no one quicker. It's said that his tears of sadness have been known to give life to women's laughter. His Spanish is only marginally better than his pullout game. He is, is, is welcome to the show. Generic applause. I have to own him who I am. Yes, you do. And you're doing a great job. His face is redder than the Mississippi sunset. His body is pastier than raw chicken skin. But as all the ladies know, at least he's well seasoned. Shout out to Israel's aunt. His belly is full and he's about all that bull. He is B-Tide for there can be no other. Yeah. We are Mansers. You want them. We've got them. Mansers, because when it comes to your problems in love and life, there's a perfect mansplanation for that. Cheers. Hold on one second. We should clear up my aunt. Amazing. (laughs) You don't like that I shouted her out? No, you can absolutely shout her out, but I feel like people are going to think that you slept with my aunt. Um, No. And that's not the case. That's I not don't think. Case. I don't think so. They just leave my. Well, I don't know. Well, we haven't. If, if I did, we never got to the conversation where you guys were related. So I never right, stayed I don't think I around that. that long. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just a random ricochet. Bone. She does listen though. She's gonna be like, "Oh my god, you over there telling people my virtue and shit." I'm like, huh. so what is the clearing up then? I feel oh, like nothing got so cleared up just now. My aunt. My aunt. <laughs> really listens to the podcast and she was like hey um she doesn't watch the video but she listens and i I love it (laughs) and she was like hey and she whispered it because we were on facetime she's like oh that's weird is b todd is he white (laughs) (laughs) i know that whisper whisper. it's like when you're trying to be real like right yeah and i was like both ways first to check the room and i was like yeah uh 
yeah, he is. But like, it's hard to tell because his voice, right? And just like how he speaks. And she's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, he's like, he's well seasoned. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, that's what I'm talking about. He's seasoned. I said, yeah. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I like it. Seasoned B Todd. Which which seasonings do you think you, you, uh, you got hit with? Oh, he's Lowry's. Lowry's, mm-hmm. not Lowry's. Obey. I love some Lowry's. I'm not. You know what it is? Mm. Everyone loves Lowry's. Not everyone loves Obey because Obey would primarily. I don't be love like either. Obey is like a fish one, though, right? Fish and crab. That's the usually. seafood. Yeah, you're not yeah. always in the mood for crab legs. You know what I you mean? Put, you put Lowry's on anything. You put Lowry's People in your say the eggs. Same thing about adobo. Yeah, adobo's up there for sure. Adobo, uh, adobo's really good. All-purpose seasoning is what it is. Lowry's yeah. is it's just seasoned salt. It's just yeah. It's got Lowry's a little bit of everything for what you salt. need. It's not it's not all-purpose, but it is just a seasoned salt. Yeah. And adobo is all-purpose seasoning. When I first started cooking professionally at the concession stand at Murphy Candler Park, hey, used to put that Lowry's on everything: fries, burgers. Like it was it was your yeah. go-to. And there is a point where you can go too much, but when you hit it mm-hmm. just right, it is perfection. A light dusting of Lari's or some fries or some home fries. I mean, cut. And if y'all don't know what home fries are, I'm talking about you cut your potatoes up, you peeling them in the kitchen, you slice them up a little thinly, turn out all you want, and just throw them in there for a little bit, let them get that nice ring around, soft, but still in the middle. They call those hash browns. Yeah, really? Well, we do, but home fries are chunkier because, like, it's, it's like, it's like potato cubes. Uh-huh. Whereas like hash browns are like shredded, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I yeah. agree. Potato. I yeah. agree. I just have heard what he's talking about referred to as a version of hash browns before. The hash oh, brown sure. is going to have a much is going to have like a larger surface area too of the little shredded potato chip. you get now the cubes from all, you know home fries. This brings me up to a quick question that was not scheduled for the show, but this is <laughs> this is a quick question because I was thinking about this. All right, in the song. Biggie says cheese, eggs, and Welch's grape. Yes or no? You're familiar. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. In your mind, Welch's grape refers to either Welch's grape juice or Mm -hmm. Welch's grape jelly. Which do you associate with? Juice immediately. When you first said it, I immediately thought about the juice because I didn't think about the jelly because I don't like grape jelly. But in the context of the line, disgustingly, I think he might be talking about the jelly. I would. I I tend to think no, from Biggie's perspective, it's probably grape juice. But yeah. in my mind, you can never have diner food without that toast, without that Welch's grape jelly. You know, straw. They may put That's a strawberry on there, but like, like in my mind, I always juice, refer to jelly. I don't think grape juice goes with the meal of cheese and eggs now that you've mentioned the toast i definitely am gonna stand with the jelly but how come he doesn't mention the the toast toast. he's just having cheese eggs and jelly it's assumed (laughs) that if you order a side of eggs you won't get a piece of toast with it look at waffle house you can't you can't you know facts i went to waffle house two weeks ago and i was like yo i just want cheese eggs and hash browns and sure enough you got some toast, toast didn't you Exactly. And if I knew they were going to put toast on, I would have said raisin toast, please. You know what? Cinnamon I, raisin. That I part. Liked always got to get the cinnamon Always raisin a cinnamon toast raisin. With apple butter. Boop. 
<laughs> both of you, both of you can attest to this, and I think mm-hmm. like our listeners really need to know there is a big difference between cheese eggs and eggs and cheese. Uh, yeah, I can't attest to any. I don't can you not? There's such a huge difference. So, really, like, I'm starting to get really frustrated over here because you've hit on something very near and dear to me. I, please continue. Because there's a big difference. Like <sighs> I think eggs and cheese is a northern thing. Like in New York City, everybody, like you get eggs and cheese. And the difference is that you make the egg and put the cheese on top. It's eggs and ah, cheese. Versus Whereas cheese eggs is usually broken up into, the, into it. You scramble it. And then for me, like at least my dad, my dad forced us to, and I shouldn't say forced us, but what he told us was that uh, just like you make real actual scrambled eggs in real restaurants, they continuously they continuously move the egg on mm-hmm, heat, mm-hmm. moving yeah. it off. My father was like, yo, keep moving it, keep moving it, mm-hmm, keep moving it. Mm-hmm. And so it looks liquefied. It still hasn't, mm. it doesn't, it's not, it just looks like it has a gloss to it because it still has that little, that nice little run to it. Whereas like, it's not a hard fried egg. And then the cheese mm. in there is already incorporated and it's just like every bite is just like cheese throughout the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like cheese eggs better, especially with grits or pancakes, anything, cheese eggs are always better than <laughs> eggs and cheese. Um, mm. So I was in Long Island about a month ago. At an IHOP. That's the part that fucking pisses me off. I was at an IHOP. I said, eggs scrambled with cheese, please. And, and sure enough, slice on top. she brings me out scrambled eggs with this lukewarm lullaby piece of cheese just drifting on top. Not even yep. matching the same temperature of the eggs below. Ugh. And I recorded that and my reaction to it and that reel bust off the 12,000 views because people agree with me. That is no way for you to be serving eggs to me with cheese. No, definitely not. The only thing you put a slice of cheese on an egg is if it's going on a sandwich. Right. Yes. So because of that, I gave people permission to do this shit. It's not even tasteful. You know you wouldn't want to eat that shit. In New York, I don't order. I don't order cheese on my eggs in any restaurant. You can't because anymore. of that. So you can't go, trust them. So I go. Oh, I just take scrambled eggs, salt and pepper. I do not ask for that cheese anymore in any New York restaurants. I think yeah. what pissed me off is just like because you. I was trying to see it from their perspective because you know in some boroughs they won't do a chopped cheese for you. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to get the grills fucked up with all the the meat yeah. and the cheese folded together. And when the cheese hits the grill, it can kind of like crust up and stuff like that, which is what makes That's it fucking best. good. Uh, but I was like, maybe they don't do it for that. But I was like, no, they do chopped cheeses and cheeseburgers all the time. What's the difference? But like when you serve a cheeseburger, that cheese is usually melted on top of that. You don't just serve a cold piece of cheese on top of a cheeseburger. Like, Correct. Well, the thing is, it's not so much that it's melted on top. The cheese is placed on the burger when the burger is still at a temperature that the cheese will melt. That's yeah. when you know it's done correctly. So yeah. Basically, they scrambled your eggs. Let them sit. And then she was like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be with cheese. And so they just slapped Pop. the cheese on top. <laughs> That's how it went. Because even if they had done it right after the eggs came out the pot, you still so would have gotten enough melt that you could have, you know, incorporated it. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> Thanks. Thanks for letting us Yeah, uh, that was a fun that. little tangent. Yeah. So how, y'all, how was like y'all's we weekend? Weekend was Damn. solid. This weekend. I don't remember the weekend. Israel's still recovering for everybody. Yeah, I'm still recovering. He is is mass fatigue. You know what, though? I got to see my daughter the first time for three weeks. 
You're older. Because, oh yeah. Yeah, my daughter because uh her mom her mom has a her mom has uh has a other children obviously and she mm-hmm. I think so you know when I got covid I was like I don't want to pick her up yet cuz I don't want her to get sick. I don't want her to miss school, but also right. I don't want her to like infect the whole house cuz if yeah. you live with somebody, it's impossible to not get the other person sick. Like I don't, unless you're rich enough to have enough space to completely be separate, it's just impossible to not get everybody else sick. So I hadn't seen her for for three weeks just to allow for the like the full recovery. And I saw my baby. Well, that's great. Up, mm. so that's great. She she turned thirteen over uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, While you so, were sick, you missed her birthday. I missed her birthday. Oh man, uh, she right. turned thirteen. Starter for life, bro. She's a, she can be like, my dad it. doesn't love me. Fuck That's not how that works. Dad. Let me he tell you, I mean, remember my birthday. Birthdays, my dad missed, and I turned out just fine. No, with her, I'm good. Like, I'm totally kidding, by the way. Yeah, totally she's kidding. she's good with me. Uh, she knows. She already knows. We've had the, you know, you know, you're my you're my ace forever type conversation. I love Aww. it so much. I love it. Oh. What did you do this weekend, B. Toddy? Uh, just rest and repair. I did a lot of home projects. Uh, kind of repainted some of the trimming around the walls. Uh, did some cooking. Definitely got some meal prep on. Um, you know, I've been starting to work out a lot more, and now the results are starting to kind of show up in pictures here and there. And I'm just there like, you, you know what? This is uh, going in the right direction. I'm trending positively uh what's the so, first um thing you've noticed uh i would say it's chest and arms um i still i have by what i mean by the women's definition where if your boobs stick out larger than your stomach you're not technically fat and that's where i am presently where my pecs now <laughs> sit out further than my belly does mm-hmm. and so because of that ratio i just look like a solid person but you're just a sexy bitch arms, yeah just a sexy bitch just a sexy bitch mm-hmm. nothing understandable you know. okay. uh what about you miss etg what what would you get into um <laughs> i worked Get that I money. smoked a cigar. I went to this. There's this restaurant in Atlanta called Beer Garden. That's like German Damn, vibe. New York. Yeah. And that was my first time going, and I was so excited because it's October. Yeah. And so you know, Oktoberfest is is it's the month for the Germans. Yeah. And so I had a nice like all ass Stein of beer. Amazing. Beautiful. Um, definitely want to go back there and really get the German energy up for Oktoberfest before the month is out. So let me know when you're ready, B. Toddy. Um, you think I Sunday drink these night, days? I drink with young people. Whoa. Yeah, like of age. 20-somethings. Whoa. 20-somethings. And, um, oh, man. But it was Picklebacks in Long sometimes, Island. I feel like sometimes, oh, my God. What is with people in these picklebacks? Pickleback? They can't talk about, like, yo. And it's like, get so me out of here, bro. <laughs> we had a it's bachelor like, party like, two uh-uh. weekends ago. And we yeah. were all dead tired, and this guy, he knew what we needed to get the night set it off right. Was a pickleback. A round of picklebacks. And I was DD, thankfully, and just watched everybody <laughs> cringe as they took these terrible fucking shots and chased it with pickle juice. It's disgusting. 
They're like, oh, it kills the taste. I'm okay. Let me taste it. It's okay. So I know what the fuck I'm doing. They said it um, kills the hangover. It's no shit, because you're going to throw no, up s- everything you drink right immediately <laughs> right. after. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah, sure. Yo, that shit sounds so gross. Like, there's there's not many things that I drink and be like, ugh. But, but pickle pickle pack, I've never tried it, and I swear to God, I will never try it. that. Uh, Jägermeister, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. That's not that's not good, man. Jaeger, Jaeger, Jaeger grows on you after the second shot. Just yeah. because you drunk, you're so drunk, you don't know. <laughs> what was that drink? Jaeger and Red Bull. Nicorice. That used to be my Jaeger shit. Bombs. Oh Nicorice man! Is gross, Remember in bro. college, there was that one bar you used to go and they put it on the chopsticks. And you go do 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 do. Oh and yeah. The shot drops. Sake bombs. Chug yeah. it. Yeah. No, yeah, it was a Jaeger bomb. Oh Jaeger bomb. That yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. Gross. yeah gross. bar. Um, Jaeger Buda bar. It so was Buda bar that was on fucking what's that Broad street? street? There it is. I went yeah, to school. Yeah, nasty. Is you don't know there is a land called Athens, Georgia, where the drinks are cheaper than you can imagine. I don't want I that. Mean, they they're vending machine prices for alcoholic beverages. Remember well, quarter I, drink I do night? want that. We all that's how it was in, in Denver. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, once you get outside of New York, it's like the gravity chamber wears yeah. off, and all of a sudden your money goes way farther. You're like, my dollar is so powerful outside of New York City. Like one whole meal for twenty dollars instead of just the entree. Our first night in Denver, we went to this like bar arcade place. It was fire because it was like, oh, who wouldn't want to drink and play video games? Love bar. We have one of those in Atlanta. Had $3, my parents' basement. They had three dollar shots, four dollar yes. shots. Oh, yes. but they but they're pouring of like real double, liquor. They're pouring of Jameson. <laughs> oh shit! But the it's shot real. sizes are like double or like double. They're like double oh. shots. And Love so, that. you know, I, when I went over there at $20 and came back with four double shots and change, I was like, yo, the fuck is going on? And yeah. then you're in Denver, it's higher elevation, so the oxygen is different. Oh, it's Your blood is hitting. So I, I took two of those bitches and I was like, oh shit, I'm woozy. <laughs> yep, so I yep, might yep. not make it home for two shots. It might be over for you, boy. But you know what I discovered while I was drunk? I can't whistle while I'm drunk. I'm wow. a great can whistle. Can you whistle while you twerk? Whistle yeah, while you I mean, twerk. I can't really twerk. I can't really twerk. So, Go you know, ahead but... and start and make the... I'm not going to say What? Go ahead. Go ahead. What? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you see, I've been white for a very long time, and I know exactly when to cut off. Whistle <laughs> while you twerk. <laughs> See, um, I'm a nice. good whistler. I couldn't. I couldn't even hit a note while I was. That's, it was like my. It was like. That's because when you get drunk, the fluid in your mouth just be ever flowing. Whatever. Oh, yeah, All I know is I was that. so embarrassed because I was ready to like. I was whistling this whole thing in my head, and it just came out like air. And they were like. No. He's like, Yo, shut your dumb ass up. You were just blowing a, a jet stream of funky ass air in their face. Did you hear it? <laughs> Sound like a jug handle. <laughs> Somebody else has got the spoons going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Oktoberfest. Yeah, welcome in Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah, fucking nuts. I can't get wider. Uh, hey, everybody, quick question. 
quick question for you, everybody. Get this show (laughs) kicked off now, 20 minutes into it. Quick question. Why is everybody getting divorced this week? Yo, something is in the air. (laughs) Who gives a shit? Oh, come on. You gonna act like the Maori one wasn't in her The tea is in them. Listen, I don't... Well, let, let me just be honest. If you're if you're going for your own happiness, then by all means go. But I will never care about a celebrity's relationship status. I will never, unless that celebrity is gonna come to me. Why would I care? Well said. Yeah. Well said. All right. I'm I mean, waiting. I'm still waiting for Kate Beckinsale. Oh, that's my white woman uh, crush. Yeah, that took me off for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's um, run the gamut real quick of everybody who got divorced. Jim Mowry and mm-hmm. Corey Hartrick, mm-hmm. Giselle and Tom Brady, <sighs> Miguel Yikes. and Nazanin. Oh my gosh. Um there's more. There's more. There's a whole bunch. It's like those are the only three that are top of mind for me. Now, quick question to you, Miss CTG. Where was Mercury and was it retrograding for them when the divorce papers were filed? Well, the thing is, Mercury just got out of retrograde. Oh my and gosh. So this may be an end result of that because now it's empowering and all that. And we're still in the shadow phase for like another week. What is so the shadow phase? Like, what the fuck is the it's shadow like when phase? Mercury is like it's 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 not quite done like retrograding. Turning through exactly phase we're in the remnants like of mer- of retrograde? Yeah. So retrograde has shadow. like its actual period then it the has shadow and it's post shadow. And so it's like all everything is coming to a head. Like shit, even <sighs> I had a, a tough convo last night. I'm not even gonna hold y'all. So it, oh, it's, please it's tell the us. energy. There's what was the conversation? Were they asking you if they should get divorced or not? No. Were they asking you if you would get with them after they get divorced? (laughs) Oh. Tia, Miss CTG. Once I fire this one off, you're next in line. Were they saying, hey, I'm finally going to let her go so we can be together? It was was me releasing, you know, a friend. Oh, that sounds painful. So, you know, it's... uh, Something in the air, I'm telling you. It's I feel like, like that would hurt me from you, and I don't get hurt at all. But I feel like you would do it. Israel, you're the most hurt person on this show. What do you mean? Possibly. I'm very kind. I'm Possibly. uplifting. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> My breakups no. are always no. You know, I feel like you would hurt unless me. Unless you're an asshole. No, you, I don't think you ever really be hearing yourself. What you? <laughs> It's crazy because we have a podcast for this video. Yeah, like, okay, please like elaborate. We are getting really honest with each other this week. You're so honest and so well spoken in your feelings and your emotions mm. that I don't think most men would ever really be ready to hear it. But you mm. also are not one, and I don't think you should be one for having a consideration of what you're ready to hear because. I'm not going to waste my time waiting until you're ready to understand how you're not doing well by me. Mm. But from an insecure standpoint, I think that you would. Yeah. Wow. I think from any any insecure man, any man that's not ready to hear about himself in a way that he may not like, it would damage them severely. And, but I also know that you really wouldn't care. That is, I care so much. No, I you think CTG cares you a care lot. About people. Oh. I didn't say you don't care about people. I said I don't think you're not. I don't. You're not. You will never. And I appreciate it. 
ever dim your light to make somebody else feel like they can shine brighter. Ooh, that's- and so you're gonna say what you're gonna say what you're gonna say. Wow. Wow. Loving you. Wow. Wow. I received that energy. Thank you so much. Amazing. So well me, you back, back in Israel, your ass over here always fucking everything and all you want to do is stick your dick and stuff and like, I feel like you would do that to me. <laughs> you would know exactly yeah, where she stands might, with you. I might. I might. Oh, without a doubt. I, I would never do, yeah, do, do anything to, to bring on that wrath. Yeah. Yeah. So... We don't well, care about divorced. Are we done with? That? Oh, I care. Oh, I care. Let me tell you, the one that makes me the saddest was Tia Maori. Why? Why does that make you sad? I like Tia. Like I'm a fan of her in a very light fan like. Like I don't think I'm like a fan. In a Is it because her I'm husband's black, at. unlike Tamara's, who's white? Um, whose husband is white, really? No, it's. Uh, I think Oof. Tia's funny. You know what oh. I'm saying? Like she seems like a sweet girl. Um, I like their like I've been a fan of them since Sister Sister. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like I also grew up sort of with them in that sense. Sure. You know, watching them go from the teens to adults to moms to wives in whatever correct order, all of that. And obviously we don't know what's going on in real life on the inside. But from what was shown to us, it did look like they had a very healthy friendship and romantic relationship. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to say couple goals, but it did. It's always nice to see black love. It's always nice to see healthy relationships. And so just to see one that you're like, oh, dang, I thought it was healthy. I thought, you know, they were happy and whatever happened, they can't. They're ready to go their separate ways. Like it just, it, it's a little disappointing. The hopeless romantic in me is a little sad. For it. Well, yeah. Denzel and his wife are still together. That's Praise all that matters. God. Praise that's all that matters. God. I don't think they're ever getting rid of each other. Denzel yeah. get divorced. Yo, he I'm loves his wife. And I love how much he loves his wife. Yeah. yeah. I love I'm it. sure she loves for him to get work because I can imagine Denzel's a pain in the ass to put up with. You know what I mean? And I can I can imagine she looks forward to him getting work so he can go channel that into something else. Why like do you he's think not he's working. a pain in the ass? I think he's probably a very intelligent man and mm-hmm. i think he is always ready to share his opinion about everything and when he is not working nope. on something i feel like he channels all that into the family and he is just like <laughs> let's, let's you know where that's what you know what I, could, I, I feel like i could see that's that really a fair assessment because <laughs> yeah. i immediately started thinking about my own father and i was like yeah really got a yeah. whole closet full of sweaters and that's He's the one you're gonna wear with today He's the only he's the only person so far. <laughs> he's the only person so far that I've heard like talk about God that hasn't made me roll my eyes. Mm. I look for the record, I'm a major Denzel fan. Like yeah. respect his body of work to no other. Like there <laughs> we did have a conversation at work, I remember one day in the break room about like um when it comes to actors. I kind of categorize actors into two people. There's actors who are really good at being themselves consistently, and there are actors who can transform into another role. I said Denzel is of the camp that he is himself in every movie. Because even when... I was there for that conversation. Which one? What movie was it where it was like uh, Flight, where he plays the the drunk? Yeah. um, 
That guy is from the Atlanta, pilot. Georgia, right? Like this guy's deep South Georgia. Denzel has the most accent. New York damn accent I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm drunk right now. He's eating eggs with just a cold <laughs> piece of cheese on top of him. You know no what I mean? Problem. At the Huddle House or something. But he's big. He's big Bronx energy. Yeah, he is. But I think he is an incredible actor, and like I. I don't believe there's ever been anything he's been in that I have not just been wowed by. And, uh, and he sets the bar. He sets the bar. His son, unfortunately, I don't think is good. I don't think, <sighs> I don't, I don't, what? I, don't I think you don't like, I think baby. everybody likes him because John David Washington is Denzel's son and he That's sounds like him. Come on, but did you see him in Bubblers? Did you see Ballers him was Ballers. his Ballers was his zone. That was his his Tenet? that was his great. Tenant was an overrated movie in of itself. <gasps> it might have been a snore fest. I loved it. I didn't see it. No, Christmas it was fantastic. Was just trying to reinvent. No, that was that and... was fantastic. That was a fantastic movie. What else is he in? Now you about to make me IMDb this. That was a fantastic. I want to see him in this new David O. Russell film that's got like Wait, Christian Margot Bale, Robbie, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that David O. Russell does great films and and does great with the, his actors in them. But yeah, I just I just don't think Don, John David Washington. Unfortunately, yeah, he is Denzel's son, so he does have to meet that bar. But I think he gets a lot more opportunities because of his name and not so much because of his talent. I do think he was great in Ballers. He was. I feel like you low key hating, bro. I'm not even hoping. that's fine. I'm, Black Klansman. Did you watch that? Yeah, that was great. That was great. Malcolm and Marie. Did you watch Didn't that? See. Nope. see? Nope. Okay. So you need to go. Yeah, but come on back. It's go like a Jared Leto thing. If, if it takes that much convincing of just like, but did you see this scene from this? If it comes I mean, down it to was... that, that we have to start going for extra ammunition. I still just stick with my original opinion that like he's done fine work, but he's just not that great to me. Huh? That's it. That's that's just how I feel. You know what I mean? You're entitled to feel that way. You're Thank 1, you. As, as wrong as you are. Feel. Thank you for right. accepting mm-hmm. my stance. Because mm-hmm. what? <laughs> Listen, I'm what? glad. I'm glad he has a strong, faithful fan base that will. Well, like I said, my fandom is like real surface level because they okay. are still people. I just be appreciating people who I enjoy what they do. That's All the. Right extent of it fair enough you know so i don't even know how the fuck we got here from the divorces but uh we're we're done with that we're we're never talking about the divorces again it's just it's no i mean i think we can just i might need to do a little more research well everybody got divorced you know who else got divorced uh michelle she was Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, Michelle something but she got divorced again one year later after she divorced Jeff Bezos I hope she had a tight ass prenup. Word up. I mean, didn't she give all that money away after she got divorced anyway? She I think she was uh, one of the ones that just like to give away billions of dollars. No, she's been giving it all away. But I have heard she's given some of it away. And if she did give any of it away, it was for tax reasons. Of course. I don't care why they give away their I'm about billions. to write her a letter. Hey, sis, you're really <laughs> trying to get rid of some money. You're trying to come up off something. Bro, you all I need, you know, you can invest I, in. I just need a solid twenty mil and I'm good. I can make the rest you of it up. Give me two mil. You can give me two. OPM. No, I want But 20. I know that's not going to make a dent in your billion. So if yeah. it, if it helps, you can give me a hundred. 
Yeah, I'll take 20. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let's start it up. Mm-hmm. Who's up first? All right. Who's on first? What's on second? I'm always first. I'll go first again. I love it. Go for it, buddy. Uh, so my question is, or at least my my topic of conversation is, mm-hmm. can your ex become your next? Now, mind you, for people who are in relationships, we're not trying to mess nothing up. <laughs> but in mm-hmm. a world of out with the old, in with the new, is there space for an ex to grow and come back into your life and maybe become your next? Hmm. Missy TG. <laughs> no, I just that's just my reflection noise. It's always Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if I, I if, Okay, so if I'm just being honest, which is what we do on this pod, yeah. um give it to him. Uh I think I've only maybe had like one or two exes who never became a next, if I'm just being honest. You There's had one or two exes who did not become ever. So yeah, what I'm saying is that I am like You're a double dipper of the second thing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, see what it is, right? And so this is something that I learned about myself is that part of my um relation relational style or connection style, according to human design, which is something that I study, is the breakup to makeup. Like there is I have to try see what doesn't work and then try again and see if it works again. So like, that's just the way that I relate to people, especially romantically. So like with friendships, it's not so much an ending of a friendship. It'll be like, we have moments of closeness and then, you know, I might go two months without talking to you and it's not personal, you know, no beef, just busy or whatever, and then come back and be close again. And so romantically, I found that there's, you know, if you were not the worst person ever, um, and we find our way back to each other in some capacity, there's a possibility you could get a second chance. So, Pretty strong possibility. Yeah. Only two yeah. didn't make it back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just got to be honest about it, you know. But as I get older, um, I'm less interested in repeating, so I try not to even just, like, I try to work things out before... I get to the complete break because I don't want, like, it's a lot of work to kind of restart something. So it's For like, sure. if there's an issue, let's, like, talk about it as much as possible and try to figure it out before we have to come to a complete break because I'm just less interested in doing all that extra, extra. But yeah, my track record is one in which my answer is probably, like, an 80% yes. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. I got to be honest. They have to be. The pod wills it to be so. You must be honest. I don't. <clears throat> I don't think I was ever. I don't think I've ever broken up with somebody been so willing to even care about like it happening again. I don't think I've. I don't there think was I've nothing ever, special about this. Goodbye. No, I don't. I don't. I don't like. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You're basic. <laughs> like breaking up with somebody. You know, there's there's moments where it's like, oh man, like we're really breaking up. But like after that, I'm just like, okay, all right, well, well we go to the next one. Like I, I don't think I've ever, and no one has ever approached me on some like let's cut the yo. Should we try again? 
Maybe that's it too. I've never been You've approached. You've never to felt like compelled to circle back once, but like, you know, whatever. I don't think I've ever had a, a, what is saying. I don't think I've ever had a former come back and be like, we should give this a go again. Yeah. That's always what happens for me. I don't go looking for it. I will yeah. say that. Clearly, yeah. you and your magic I box just, is just out here revolutionizing the world. I just Meanwhile, have nice box. energy. That's it. I just got nice energy. That's what mm. they call it? You was hanging out with them 20 year olds, and that's what they call it? <laughs> you couldn't wait. You literally couldn't wait. I could, I'm not even sure it tied in, but uh, that's our new sound effect, people. Trash. Fucking amazing. It's a no for me, dog. Uh, I've never, never gone back for to see what's changed since the last time. Uh, not that people aren't capable of change, but. I'm just not interested to go back there again. Like I, I think once you really heal from a relationship or maybe you just heal in general, I think you are eager to see what more can be offered or like how much closer you can get to the bar. Like I don't think a lot of people necessarily ask themselves after a relationship, okay, what do I need to be satisfied in a relationship? And I'm not going to sit here and say I was doing that all through my twenties, but like, I think I was really confident that once I was severed and done with that relationship, I had a really good chance of finding somebody else that would give me what I was looking for and maybe even more, you know what I mean? Or I could get closer to that. I being super transparent as well, though, will tell you I held on to relationships for far too long and did not necessarily get out of them soon. Like there were exes who were kind of dangling me along for six months or so after the relationship ended and, I was still approaching it like they were my girlfriend and they were approaching me like, you know, the quick meal to be had in a, in a pinch. And, uh, I had a hard time wrapping my head around that and how available I made myself to exes, especially immediately after a relationship. Um, that's a thing. That's a real big thing. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that, <laughs> that feeling of allowing yourself to be available to exes, is so I don't know if it's just a, a male thing and maybe you know I'm gonna say to G obviously you can give us your perspective but like the if they hit me up even when they were wrong uh, like being available to like yo you, what's up you need, you need I need to hear you talk like you need a shoulder to cry on type shit oh something's yeah I got you any little things like that why do we allow that why do we allow Ourselves to be available for shit like that. Oh, it, I mean, from a male perspective, we definitely like our ego to be stroked in that regard. Like, like to be needed. Oh my god, yes. I think men and women like to be needed, but when men are needed in a "you're my only" kind of capacity, or like "you're my hero," our egos just fucking get rock hard off of that shit. You know what I mean? Like we we love that's a power dynamic that men just love to have. I'm, I'm like, yeah, you, you, you wanted to leave me, but look at you. Now you're back asking me for my help. You couldn't do it without me. Right. Like that's a, that's an emotional, like charge. Oh, I don't, I don't want to ever feel that way. Wow. <laughs> Yikes, oh. be toddy. I'm just, I, um, I'm speaking on a purely like 
No, I respect it. Yeah, I'm just masculine like, damn. level. You know what I mean? But I, I think it's true. Like we, we get hard off that shit. Go ahead, Miss Yuji. I mean, for me, uh, like as a rule of thumb, when it's complete initially, like there is no access. Like you lose all access. It doesn't matter how amicable or non-amicable. Like you don't get access. Period. To me, it doesn't matter. Um, for a while. And then once I'm straight, then, you know, maybe we can be cordial. We can be friendly or whatever. Um, but um, initially, no. And ego aside or not, like, the only thing my ego likes is a little begging. But it doesn't change the, uh, the um, it doesn't change my stance. So. Question. But I do like it. <laughs> if it is amicable, then why is there a recess period before they're allowed to come back in your life. If it was an amicable, like mutual, like, Hey, I just don't think we're getting with each other. I mean, we're just not meant to like, we're, we're good friends. We're not meant to be together, but we're good friends. Well, it's never, um, amicable might be too kind of a word. Okay. Amicable right. in the sense where like, it's from I don't a quite mature space. <laughs> like I just, whatever is do whatever is happening right now is not working for me. It's not serving me. So I'm not cursing you out and calling you a dog, but I right. also can't be, I can't, we, this is not working. And so, and, and I mean, cause I have feelings also, like if I can't be with you, but I still have feelings for you, I don't want to fucking talk to you. No, really? no access to me. Hell no. For what? I'm trying to hit, trying to hit one more time. Exactly. Which is what I know. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Just one more time. Let me smell it. Better than old pussy? No yeah. pussy. Nah, yeah. not always. Let me, There's a let me world of it out there. What you, in New York. what you wearing tonight? Let me smell that. It's <laughs> a familiar smell of home. Oh, oh my God. Tastes like happiness. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Like smelling the dude that I she like had that. just before you came back over. First of all, Yikes. I hope that that never would be the case. Cause I don't know that I can handle. How do you know a girl wouldn't f- smash Yo, some other dude and like, then tell you to come over somebody, right somebody, afterwards? This just girl, to get back at you. this girl got on a podcast and spoke to that. She said that she was with her man, and then her old thing hit her up, and she was like, "Yo, I gotta go see him." And then she went to go see him at the gas station. He beat it up in the car, skeeted in her. She went back home. Her man was still asleep. She got in the bed. A man. Like, I guess when she got back in the bed, he kind of woke up and, like, felt her moving. And I was like, I'm ready for some. And just started eating her box. And she was like, yo, this nigga just nutted at me before this. She's shicey for that. The fact that she can't go bathe or nothing. Mm-mm. Yeah, why would you not take a shower after that? And let a man who is not your man. Damn, that's wild, yo. We are really fucked up out here, guys. We are all just fucked up for individuals. Real? real if I, I don't know what i would do <laughs> like if you ever found out you might kill her you're like damn girl you're extra creamy today and then you hear that's then a, you hear let us free <laughs> carl jr oh my god oh my carl god <laughs> oh my god oh by the way get out of here guys <laughs> the smurfs I thought it smelled like a locker room in here. Oh, God. Mm. What is your answer? Is What was your answer? You said no, you're not circling back. I, I don't, I've never been in a position where I've 
had the privilege of somebody wanting me back. <laughs> uh, like I've been in relationships where I know like I wasn't the worst thing and that mm-hmm. somebody might still have feelings for me. Uh, but no one has ever reapproached me on that. And, and I'm, I'm okay with it because I've never, I've only once in my life really gone back to somebody like, yo, we should try again. I've never done it. I've done it once. So like, you know, for each their own, but like, I don't think that we should be so quick to throw people out without the idea that they will never, they will never change. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, I used to introduce myself to people and, and, or at least to women and they'd be like, uh, so what happened with your last relationship? And now I go, you know, I cheated and all that shit. So she broke up with me and it's like, oh my God, once a cheater, always a cheater. I was like, that's not true. If that was the case. I wouldn't have told you that I cheated. I would have just lied to you and said it was something else and then just be like, and then went about my business. Um, but I, I do believe at least in, in the opportunity, at least for relationships like that, uh, to give somebody a chance. Because once you love somebody once, unless they've done something like that unforgivable, and to each his own, you balance out what unforgivable is to you. Um, this, this, the feeling doesn't go all the way away. Right. You can't love somebody and then you can't, well, again, it depends on what they've done. Love right. somebody and then completely be like, yo, I have nothing for you. I mean, unless, yeah, unless they've done something. It especially them. hurts after they did something that hurts you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there is no easy way to fall out of love. There's just but not. Even with that. Even with that, the reason why it hurts so much is because you care so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the reality is, it's still not an immediately cut off because even Miss CTG, CTG just said it where she was like, if I have feelings for you and I can't be with you, that's good. Like, it happens. Right. Yeah. But, so I don't know. I just don't think that. I think that we're so quick as a society, and mostly because we get our advice from Instagram and Facebook and fucking <laughs> TMZ. But we're different. The reason why I love what we do is because we're not reaping a benefit of how you lived your life. Whereas right. a lot of these other people, I feel like, manipulate what they really feel for the sake of making you think that you need them. I know you need us <laughs> because of how it's just the, the truth of what we feel. We say what we say, not to go ahead and see who's gonna who's gonna sit there and, and oh they want to listen next. No, we feel how we really feel, and we're honest yeah. about how we feel. We're honest about the learns that we have and and the mistakes that we made, and how we become better after every after every podcast. We're honest about that shit, and that's why people come to us. But getting all that relationship advice from Instagram is nuts to me. Oh, for sure, for I sure, for sure. There was a TikTok commercial that was even give out the wrong advice and had me twisted. It was like. <laughs> It was like TikTok taught me, and they were like twisting their seasoners or something like that to get it out instead of shaking it. And I was like, mm? I can think of, I don't know. There was just a tick. I don't know. It was that's a stupid tangent. We don't have to go down there. Okay. Yeah, TikTok talker. All right. I will say, have you? Do you feel like you have amicably broken up with people in your past? No. Or has every breakup been because it just got to a point where just I can't fucking take it anymore? No, I have amicably. That long distance relationship that we talked about last. Oh, yeah. That was amicable in the sense where it was just like, this is just not working. And um, I mean, he still lost access for a while, but um, I don't hate him. He just had a baby earlier this year. 
Jesus. Love it. Oof. Beautiful boy. Wished him congratulations and all that jazz, you know? Wonderful. So, yeah. All that jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then he wrote back, that box stays in a fabulous. (laughs) Oh, Oh, how I've missed the dear, dear sweet message. Oh, my gosh. Since you've left my side, nothing has been the same. (laughs) I mean, it was a little, I feel like there was a slight flirtation attempt, and I was just like, hey, (gasps) buddy, aren't you, like, almost married? See what I mean? That's the type of shit that most people wouldn't say. You would say that, and I'd be like, ugh. (laughs) It made it so awkward, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. What you're not about to do is get your little ego rocked off on me. Bye. Mm. Mm. The clouds have not parted since you've left. And now I sit waiting for the day you'd return. I would like to go next if we are complete on Yeah, is this one thousand percent complete? Yeah. We both feel like (laughs) COVID's creeping in and he's just kind of floating off. Uh ladies and gentlemen, if I may have your attention, we have our first question from a fan. That's right. We asked for it. You delivered. We have our first question from a fan. This one through our Instagram is from David. David writes, I'm going to paraphrase this question. It's a little lengthy, but David wants to know, how do you manage a relationship when it comes to serious mental health? Is this a deal breaker for you? If you have it yourself, but let's talk about relationships in the mental health spectrum. If your partner is it a deal breaker, how do you deal with it? Let's go there, bro. First of all, David, thank you for sending in a question. Let's thank start you, David. there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, David. Amazing. One more applause for David. Yeah, one more clap for David. You know what? I don't think that obviously you draw a line at what you feel like you can handle, and you should you more, are more than entitled to do so. But if we're being absolutely honest, who in this world does not have some type of mental issue? Agreed. Just oh, kidding. Miss CTG is perfect. Well, I forgot. I'm just well, kidding. It, it dropped out <laughs> of her hand kidding. when she raised it. This, is, <laughs> this <laughs> fell right into her lap. <laughs> no, but for real, um, there's so much in, ter- in terms of just trauma. We don't always acknowledge it. Uh, mm. 90% of the time, we don't do anything to try to figure out what it is. We just think that we're living life the best that we can, not knowing that there's something behind it. We may not always have been diagnosed, but there's there's so many different versions of mental illness. There's three that David mentions here that I think are important for us to say here. Uh, so adult ADHD, very mm-hmm. common. Depression. Mm-hmm. Bipolar. Bipolar disorder. Well, uh so those are three that are fairly common and mm-hmm. you know it's like he says it's not hard things like full blown schizophrenia which is its own set of issues but like on these more the more pedestrian skill of scale of of yeah. mental health issues like how do you navigate a relationship when someone is greatly afflicted by one of these my um I, I suffer from depression, and if I've never talked about it on a pod, my bad, but I suffer from depression. Um, I have, I'm thinking since I was a teenager, but like I actually really got, like going to therapist since I got diagnosed as an adult, 
my mother did too, uh, some of my brothers. And I would say this, the person has to be willing to put in effort for themselves. And you had to be willing to put in a little bit of effort uh, for the, and you put in the effort for your, the relationship. If you're willing to do that, and even with a, a healthy minded, two healthy minded individuals, the effort still has to be put in in order for it to work. So mm-hmm. regardless of uh, whether they have any type of mental health issue, if you're not willing to put in the work, it's never going to work. But in terms of things like that, especially for depression for me, I had to be willing to learn how to take care of myself before I can try to ask for somebody to help take care of me. And I have to know what my tics are, what like gets to me. Now the hardest part that I've recognized is learning how to talk through how I'm feeling mm. without feeling like I'm a burden uh, emotionally. Because mm. there are moments where I'm just, I'm fine most of the time, and I know I am. But there are moments that are so dark and heavy for me, uh, and I still feel so weak behind feeling that way that I don't know how to communicate that. Sure. And so we go, at least in my thought process, I, I go through it a lot by myself. And I try to find a way to say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. And I try my best to, to just do it in a way that you can understand. But at the same time, I go, you may never be able to understand because you're, you, you're not affected by this. And I don't get angry at you for not being able to understand why I feel the way I feel. Mm. Because nine times out of 10, I don't fucking understand why I feel the way I feel. So for me, as long as you're willing to listen and everyone's willing to put in effort to make it work. You can make it work with any of these things. My sister's schizophrenic, and she I've never seen her in a relationship in my life. She has been in a relationship for the last three years with this man. This dude wow. looks like he's like 50. That's weird to me. But she's happy. That's good. At least what she posts online, she's incredibly happy. And in that instance, like, you know what? Hey, do your thing, girl. Let me ask you a question. Do you have you dated someone who was also afflicted with depression? Probably. <laughs> it was just never it was just never something that was so, on the table for either one of you? I mean, no one's ever I don't think that the world has the Western world has ever talked about depression as much as it talks about it now. Mm-hmm. In the in light of being free and open with how we feel emotionally, in the light of seeking help to get through some of these things we don't it's just now become it's not as taboo to talk about it now right. so i've never been in a relationship where anyone's ever been talked about it. i've never talked about my depression with anybody really mm. until one day I, I made it i got mine i started really talking about mine publicly uh with the idea that if i say it maybe somebody else is feeling the same way can feel a little bit braver about how they feel and that'll help that was that's how i started talking about the fact that i suffer from depression that's great. Mm, That's is. great. We're going to give a little one of those for that. That's great. Yeah. Love it. Miss CTG. Yeah, that's a, this is a great question. Thank you, David. Dave, David. Thank you, Dave. Um, I agree with is from the perspective of, um, I think it depends on how whomever has the diagnosis or the uh, imbalance is dealing with it. Like one, are they acknowledging it? Are they 
taking ownership of their health and their well-being? You know, because is it something that they need to get medication for? Is it more of a talk therapy sort of situation? Um, or is it a combination of the both? Like what, um, you know, like what, what ownership are they taking in that space? And then also how is their mental health challenge impacting our relationship slash my life, right? Because if somebody, you know, it's like take bipolar uh, disorder for an example, right? Like that one to me, I feel like personally I may struggle a little bit with more because what if on their manic episodes they do things like clean out the bank account or spend a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? Like do stuff like that. It's like, yes, I love you and I understand that this is, you know, something that you're, you, you are dealing with as a challenge, but if it gets to the point that it is so negatively impacting our lives or my well-being, that's a conversation. That's something bigger. You know, there has to become a, there, there gets a point where you're like, okay, so who is my priority in this situation? And it always has to be me first. And so it's like, I can love you to the end of the earth and back, but if you are being more of a detriment to my life than you are being an asset, I have to release that. You know what I'm right. saying? And so right. it's just, it's things like that. And then if it's somebody like, I've dated somebody who has depression. And one of the things for me is like, when they have their depressive episodes, it's like, how can I support you? You know, and that was the conversation that was always a little bit unclear. Like we, you know, it's like, I don't really want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it when you're in it. And I understand. For sure. But when you're out of it, we also can't talk about it to figure out like, how can I. How to deal with it the next time it comes around, like while we're above water. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, that was also a challenge because it's like, so either way, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't, you know, that sort of thing. And so it kind of becomes a challenge as well. Um, and so I think that if you, especially if you can call it out already as the person who's having the challenge, then you have to be willing to allow yourself to be supported by your partner if you're choosing to be in a partnership with somebody. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to pause there. Like I said. Okay. I, um, so I have an interesting perspective on both sides of this. Um, mm-hmm. or I guess multiple angles, really. So I one of my stepmothers was bipolar growing up, uh, and I did not know that at the time growing up with her. And that was extreme to deal with because um, typically the manic was always brought about by my presence, and I was like the only – uh, cause I was my dad's son, you know, <clears throat> and with four sisters, one being my, you know, full blood, the other three, my half, I was outnumbered already. And, uh, you know, I've told, I've talked publicly about how I felt like my own, like gender and size was kind of used against me in my own family. It was just like, I was like a freak, I guess, to my family and didn't know my own strength and people were afraid I was going to break their child or something like that. So I was always like overly parented and uh kept away from people because i don't know, never hurt anybody never did anything like that but that was always my experience growing up but her bipolar disorders were particularly harmful to me but i did not know they were that she was bipolar until i was in my 20s actually and they had already mm. divorced but i'd seen you know at least my dad navigated uh a relationship 
with someone who was bipolar. Um, I myself have ADHD. Um, I it runs in my family. Uh, it runs rampantly in my family. So I know I have been a bit much to deal with when my ADHD kicks in and, you know, I'm leaving cabinets open in the kitchen and I've started half projects and haven't really finished any of them. And that, you know, are just indecisive sometimes because I'm so stimulated by all choices that they're all great ideas and I can't land on one. So that can be exhausting. And then I've dated, um, people who have suffered from depression and I've also dated people who have on a much deeper, wouldn't say it's a mental health, but definitely a trauma scale of just, you know, sexual trauma and sexual abuse, which is a mental health thing that triggers depression. And I feel like it's worth noting. Um, and so I, it's not a deal breaker for me, first of all. Um, I think, you know, absolutely what Miss CTG says is is correct. Like if you yourself are the one identifying it up front before we get into the relationship, it's not enough just for you to be able to identify. I also need you to be, I don't want to say in control of it, but I need you to be cognizant of it and to be doing your part to make sure that um, we can both be in a safe space in this relationship. And, you know, and like that, that's an unfair demand I feel like to put on someone who suffers from depression. The last thing someone going through depression needs is like a responsibility or like an ultimatum of like, if you get depressed, I don't want to hear about it. And I don't want to be around. I would never (laughs) be like that. You know what I mean? And I, especially in my thirties have started approaching relationships with what I consider radical love and that I try and treat friendships like family in the same regard as that I don't have to like you in order to love you. And so I cannot like how you're being right now and still love you. I give Mm -hmm. that same love to my fraternity brothers. Like I love all my fraternity brothers and I would take a bullet for just about any one of them. And I'm dead serious. I would take a bullet for just about any one of them. Are there fraternity brothers that I don't get along with or see eye to eye? Absolutely. Would I still take that bullet for them? Sure, because that's radical love to me. Like people in my family piss me off all the time, but we always give an extension when it comes like family of just like, well, that's just who they are. I'm going to love them. The thing is, and I have probably, I mean, I don't know if I'm an actor because of this or vice versa, but like I used to have and maybe still do have, if I'm being honest, like a bit of like a savior complex, probably from just my own disappointments through childhood, uh, that I feel like I have to rectify that going forward for the rest of my life. So I can say I have not been turned away from going towards relationships when it comes to mental health issues, because it was my opportunity to be like, you know, Hey, not everyone has to be a dick and not everyone has to be a shy away from this. And, um, it's it's hard, but I think one of my friends who suffered from depression gave me the best advice when I was in this relationship with someone who was particularly depressed and just learned um, sometimes the best thing that you can do for someone that you love is just give them space. You know what I mean? And me being such a compassionate lover, an empathizer, you know, someone who wants to console you, it is my immediate reaction to swoop in try and make you feel better. And 
uh, talk about it or whatever. And sometimes, you know, in a depressing or depressive episode, sometimes what you just need is just space and to be away from people and the lights out. And that's really hard for me to just let somebody go through it because if they're going through it, to me, that means they're not getting better, even though sometimes that's just what they need for it to start getting better. So I think you have to have a lot of patience when it comes to relationships like these. I think you do need to talk about them and that both parties need to be open to talking about them. Um, and I think like is said, yeah, they're, they're very common these days and more so than people are willing to talk about. And I think everybody deserves love. So we should all <clears throat> try and be patient when it comes to those circumstances. My opinion. Yeah. One other thing is remembering that again, not everybody is been diagnosed or knows right that they're going through something or that they that they have it especially i don't know everything about like bipolar as a whole but just understanding the ebbs and flows of emotions and and we'll i think a lot for men too or no anybody be so quick to be like yo you just be all over the place i can't deal with you mm-hmm. without we don't even know where we are right or mm-hmm. why we feel this way right so I think most of us has probably been in a relationship with somebody that, that, has, to, that <laughs> has a little bit of something. It's, it's safe to yeah. assume. Yeah, it's just that no, it's so difficult now that no one knows, and we're not always in a in a space uh, where we can easily find out or that we're even ready to know that something's wrong. Because you have to even be ready to know that you know your brain may not work in a way that it's supposed to that that the norm quote unquote is written for it to work. Right. And then you have to be okay with accepting that for yourself, let alone having someone accept it with you. That's just, mm. that's all that's heavy. It is a lot. You're right. That is a lot. And David, you got us all over it. <laughs> I know I'm like, that's got deep. That's a great question. Yeah. Like, the hell are you doing to us? <laughs> that's great. He said he's making That was a great question. Better. One more applause for David and that great question. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. When we post this episode, if y'all, I would, I want to know what our our listeners think about it and and what their thoughts are. And are you somebody? Oh who yeah, we need to know. Has been diagnosed with a, a mental illness and yes. are, and are in a relationship or vice versa. You're in a relationship with somebody who was diagnosed. What has your experience been? You know, slide mm-hmm. in the DMs, baby. Yeah, I think this is going to be a part two. I think we're definitely going to come back and visit this one. Yeah. Uh, what did you I, say our email address is, B-Talk? TheMansersPod at gmail.com. T-H-E MansersPod at gmail.com. DM us or email us, you know? If yeah. you got a lot to say, email might be better. <laughs> yeah. You can send attachments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No I don't know why my mind just went to the gutter immediately when you said that. <laughs> so yeah, I knew it. Immediately. Don't send us any Please dick don't send tech pics. <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs> you send those pussy uh, pics. Just put those, put those attention Miss CTG. You know what I'm saying? Like, just attention Miss CTG so the fellas won't answer that. Right down there. Yeah, don't just, do that. All right. Put eggplant in the subject <laughs> line if it's for Miss CTG. <laughs> put a beef steak if it's for Iz. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beef steak. The Lowry season. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say like a peach. He said a <laughs> fucking beef steak. Yeah, Lee. 
Oh my gosh. All right. So speaking of listener uh, submissions, one of our other listeners sent us, actually tagged us in a post. Oh, yeah. Um, and let me pull this up because I want to get it right. Um, but tagged us in a post because they wanted to know what our thoughts were on it. G- Georgia Peach Brief said, y'all going to get him? That was the comment, but I guess I need to give the context now. So, <laughs> There's an order to these things. <laughs> it was just like a real-time, it just, just like reading it. Just like... <laughs> order y'all does not get him? work for her. Facts don't matter. Okay, so apparently Joe... Joe Budden was on his podcast and was having a little chitty chat with his little friends about pretending to put a condom on during sex with a person. <laughs> during sex with a person, okay? Um, he, he basically alluded, maybe let me see, is the clip up? Let me see. And, Okay, no, it's not. It's not queued up. Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, I can't cue it. But anyways, essentially, he's like, "Yeah, I remember times I would go stand in the corner and act like I was putting the condom on, knowing you know, like she's not gonna know the difference. We're gonna pretend it's like ultra thin." So, da 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 da. And it was like jokey joking about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe it's ultra you know? thin. He said it was. He said it was a past behavior. He's not doing it now, but he didn't really seem to see anything wrong with it. All the same. In the larger scheme, it, like it mostly just seemed like it was funny, um, and so um, I would love to hear from the fellas first if y'all are ready, because I go ahead. I just go ahead. Who wants to take it first? Who's Joe Bud? I'm not familiar. <laughs> well, damn. Um, <laughs> listen, first of all, mm-hmm. first of all. He's wrong for doing it. I have two issues. I have an issue with the fact that he's so, like, he's wrong for doing that. I mean, just in a matter of just uh, getting consent and permission, That's even that's a part of it. You may have got mm-hmm. the, the permission to have sex, but if they if, if the condom is required or ask for it, then that's part of it. That, that, that mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with the permission to do it. So when you mm-hmm. if you take away the part that they're asking for, then I think that the consent goes with that. It goes right out the window. Once you start doing it the other way, they're saying have sex with me with a condom. You say I don't want a condom, then then it's, then it's no. So you're wrong. Um, I'm a little confused because I don't know that it's I don't know maybe uh, Miss CTG can shed some light on this, and I I don't want you to, but like because I know people listen. <laughs> but for men, for Israel. Sex with a condom and without a condom feels absolutely different. Like you know, on entrance, that it is very different. Of mm-hmm. course. So, like, I feel like, do they? Do, do these women not know that he doesn't have a condom on, and like continue to go with it? Because I, because just the entrance, you, it's very different. We can tell you how it feels to us. Yeah, but is it different? Women can tell. Women can tell. Can they? Can you? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. If you are in tune with your vagina, yes. Because <laughs> okay. now, so what I will that. say is, like, upon is... initial entrance, maybe not, because it's all just kind of like immediate sensation. But once, like, you're inside, yeah, you can tell the dulling of the sensation. 
Okay. Unless you're unless do they still make ribbed condoms? I don't. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. But those ones you can get any kind of flavor and have, texture you want. They're still, but eat, one Lamb you can skin. smell it. You can always smell it. One. There's and that. two. For me, I feel like that spermicide that's on condoms. Like I can feel that. Yeah. And so if I don't feel that, then I know something. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. I I can. I can. I know the man version of that. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I can tell when we are in the procreative act of sexual intercourse, and say <laughs> As that, to. and say that time of the month or that certain visitor comes in, and I can tell we've switched from synthetic oil to. I mean, that's bio. like keep going. That's keep going. That's don't stop. That's no, no. Like, keep keep okay. saying everything you're saying. Right now. Bio oil. I've run out of creative words to say. It. I can tell when it's blood and when it's not. Yeah, I would hope so. Well, yeah, just it just it feels noticeably different. Not like if lights are off and you can't see. Thicker, mm-hmm. like natural 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 juices are like thicker and a little stickier. Blood is fucking blood, yo. Blood is yeah. sticky. It's sticky, but it's different. Sticky. Well, it's mixed with that, but it's a different sticky. Anyway, sticky. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point is because I had the same kind of thought about no victim that shaming now. Of no, it's not victim shaming, but it is allowing people to take ownership and responsibility for their experiences. Because one of the thing, one thing is number one, if. He says he's going to put a condom on and you don't look at his dick when he come back and see that it's sheath. You're already like, what are we doing? Because you yeah. have to take your own health and your own experience into your hands as the receiving party. I'm going to yeah. leave it at that. I'm a non-gender that. Okay. Yeah. As the receiving party, you have to also be take, take, take control in that situation. And even if maybe you were distracted and then he put it in and like, just check. Like, it don't take none but 30 seconds, if even that, to check, you know? Right. Hey, did you... Did just you grab hold of it down, that on? Yeah. Also just that, say you need, right? Just say, also just say that, you need a like, different position and you want to feel it and, you know, something. double check. I just, I think, because I, I haven't been in that exact experience of, like, he pretended to put it on. It's more like a took it off in the middle and I was like, Oh, what's the difference? What is happening? This is no, no, this is a no. Like, why would you do that to me? Cause it's also a violation. Like I said, it's like, it's especially if under, un, if we already were it's under the agreement that we were going to have protected sex and you right. decide that you want to take it off for whatever reason. And you don't tell me that like, that's a huge violation. Yeah, the consent so, is already there, and now you're violating the consent by doing something unconsensual. Right. For whatever reason, you felt like you needed to selfishly make this choice. And the thing, like, as a woman, especially now just in this climate of, you know, whether you are pro-choice or pro-life or all of that, the reality is is that the consequences of mm-hmm. your choice to remove the protection that I thought was there. Like I will always be the one as the woman who has to deal with those consequences in a greater capacity right. than than the man. And so it's like it's selfish on selfish on selfish. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. 
Man. Joseph Budden is a piece of shit, and he already knew that, and that's why he said what he said, so other people would go and talk about the shitty things that he says like we're doing right now. I'm not going to lie. Joe Budden has greatly influenced me in a podcast spectrum. Like, I loved his podcast, and I have stopped pump, listening pump, to them. Pump it up. I'm sorry. Pump, 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 just please. I, 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 the moment he got rid of Rory and Maul, uh, for them doing essentially what he was trying to do in his role, I just, I guess, I never felt the same about the podcast. Like I'm, I wasn't into Joe Budden's takes on everything. I was into the chemistry of the whole podcast of Joe Budden versus Rory and Maul. Parks is fucking annoying. But Joe has a desire to A, be this media mogul and B, to be blatantly the most toxic at it. And uh, am I surprised at what he said? No, not at all. Am I surprised that he brought that to his platforms a little bit? Because I think you're making yourself a target and... But B, is is he getting talked about again? Yep. So good for him. But uh, no, that's just that's just not fucking okay. That's never going to be okay. Uh, again, you've now removed the consensual part out of the consent that we agreed to. And you then, know what, too? What if she, what if she's telling you to put a condom on to protect yourself because she got something? Ooh. Ooh. What if, what if, and it could be very some, it could be very something very small. Maybe something very big. It's like that movie Kids. You know? Remember Kids? A little clap, a little harp. Then AIDS, all the way up to the top. AIDS. Yeah. But you want to, you know, you play, play stupid games and win stupid prizes. You don't know that she, you don't know what reasoning she has behind it. You should respect it. You don't have to mm. know. It should just this, be done with respect. I think, I mean, this is an impossible <laughs> ask and it's almost stupid, but like, my challenge to men is if you are going to go have sex and you are ready to go have sex this evening, that you agree to the circumstances that it's going to have to be under. And that's wrap that shit up, dog. Mm -hmm. Especially like, you know, Miss CTG is saying like, we're in a wildly different era in 2022 now. Like it might as well be 1937. Cause like your ability now to (laughs) correct a mistake in a very brutal horrible way has now been taken off the table as well so like god forbid you get something or b bring a child into this world that two people don't want to raise knowing that our foster care system isn't great and adoption doesn't always work out and you know like i'm not here to speak for is his experience but i don't wish that on anybody you know I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't. I, it's it's yeah. easy for me to say having not gone through it. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, Are you right? Speak, to yeah, this nigga. I don't. Just, just. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I feel like I'm always coming down on men. It's, it's out of love and it's out of brotherly like respect that like yo we've we've got so much farther to come up to take care of women instead of just taking care of our nut. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we have got to be less selfish than our nut and understand that there will be plenty of nuts to be had 
if you do the fucking right thing and the common thing and the good thing and just respect people. So, Joe Budden, go off. You're a piece of shit anyway. And <laughs> you've done nothing but solidify that. And, you know, that's what you want to be known for. So, pump it up. Boom, 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 boom. Pump, pump, pump it up. Just Bree, blaze. thank you so much for the topic suggestion. Word thank up. you, Bree. Um, I'm glad that we, it, it went a little further than I even thought we were going to go. So, that was well. great. So did your song Pump It Up at the end of You Got Served. He's talking about this Swedish penis pump. I feel so bad for our listeners because we do have like a slight delay between all of our audio feeds. And oh, so when this comes God, back through, is going to be offbeat and it's going to be glorious. And no, Zencaster will not mix that shit together for you. Uh, Joseph Button, you're also welcome uh, that we gave you some life today here on the Mancers Pod. People's favorite, most balanced pod in the land. Um, before we close out, I want to go back to a classic ending for our episode before I hand it over to Miss CTG here. Uh oh. Guys, what have we learned today? Oh, not the what have we learned? Okay. Really quickly, 60 seconds or less, what did you learn today? Miss CTG. What did I learn today? Oh, God. Um, Always wear a condom. Um, no. Ladies. Make sure. That <laughs> always, always wear a condom if it's required. Not always wear a condom. It's required. Yeah. It's required. If it's required always requested and agreed, agreed upon. upon always not, wear a condom. That's an oral contract. Oh, wait. I, I got you. That was, that was good. Nice. Yeah. That was fucking fantastic. Uh, celebrity divorces don't matter. And. <laughs> And um, the circle back is not as common amongst the three of us as I thought it was. And I feel disappointed in myself. Really? Mm-hmm. No, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to love that. We're going to love that, love that devil right on out of you. I'm yeah. actually just really shocked the that y'all have never. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. There's only new polyamor- polyamorous relationships coming that way. <laughs> All right. That's what Is, I learned. What did you learn today? I learned that I can use polyamorous in a sentence. <laughs> uh, as I have never, never tossed that word around. Uh, it's only the first time once. I know that I, I've known this, but I'm, I'm thinking our listeners have learned that everybody is on an individual journey. And that when you decide to come together with somebody, you become part of that journey. And sometimes... There's going to be steps forward and steps backwards, steps to the side, but your willingness to take those steps with your partner will get you to the end of that journey. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. And I learned that far more people see my point of view on cheese, eggs, Welch's grape is actually talking about the jelly and not so much grape juice because nobody drinks that anymore. 
But yeah, in the nineties, yeah. grape juice was the shit. Cause like you gotta think juice choices were not no that yeah. abundant back in the nineties. And and Biggie Smalls fucking nineties and fucking oh, no, Brooklyn. Hold on, hold on. Like, real, real quick, quarter what's water. Fucking what's, <laughs> what's your juice choice? What's what's your juice choice now? Now that there's apple. 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 Are we talking about straight up juices? Strawberry lemonade. Mm. Simply simply uh blue uh blueberry lemonade. Ooh. Mm. Even uh, their apple juice is good, TP. It's a it's a <gasps> slant, but Trader Joe's has this really bomb ass pineapple. I want to call it soda. It's just pineapple juice with club soda, and it, that that's a juice. Right. It's an First, effervescent juice. Go to the Dominican Republic. They got a very they got pineapple juice that'll change your fucking life. Secondly, mm. Nantucket, uh, Nantucket. You know the Nantucket juices. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, it, yeah. Nantucket red plum juice. Ooh. My fucking God. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God. If y'all get a chance, try that Nantucket. Yo, I'm about to reach out to them for a sponsor. Wow. Yo. Red plum juice. I'm sure it's at some Whole Foods. (laughs) Damn, you know what? I got some plums in the kitchen. Anyways. um. (laughs) I bet you do. Great. Thank you for entertaining me. Uh, Miss CTG... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is your cue. We're going to start the Nappy Roots music and you give them the rundown. All right. Well, this well, thank you so much for listening to us today on Manthers Pod. We want to hear from you, motherfucker. Now I wanted to sing the song. Um, follow us on Instagram at Manthers Pod. Email us at themanserspod at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm <laughs> 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 <laughs>